hey, you're listening to Chew On That, and here's what we're chewing on today. Thank you, Life Church family, for allowing me to serve you this morning. A heaping plate of Bible soup. It's going to be amazing today. And I want to continue our series with this thought worship versus worship. Hey, hi, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm the downtown pastor for Life Church in Green Bay. And you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening at Life Church in Green Bay. And today, my very special guest is my friend Ruben Alcantara. Say hi, Ruben. Hello, guys. It's great so, to be here. So glad that you're here. Hey, why don't you tell us a little bit about you? All right, as Pastor Scott, um, well, I'm grateful and thankful to be here. And um, for those of you who know me or don't know me, um, Ruben, I'm uh, Pastor Becky's uh, husband, who she is the pastor of Journey to Honus. And um, yeah, we've been married for, um, what, 26 years. And, and so, but it's... it's um, um, how long have you been? How long have you been at Life Church? Uh, we've been here at Life Church since um, um, just a little bit before Pastor Sonny um, started pastoring. So that's what they've been here pastoring for, like seven, yeah, seven, eight seven years. years. Yeah, so like yeah, that. we've been about yeah about ten years now just wow. here at Life Church. It's that's been a, awesome. a great journey here, um, helping out and serving to whatever God has called us to do. Yeah, I dig that. And then you have kids, right? You've got three kids? Yes, we have three beautiful kids. We have our um, our oldest, Risa, who's uh, a freshman at lacrosse, so we're excited now we're college parents. And so, yeah, and then we have our, our second oldest, Rachel, and who is in high school, and then our, our son, David, who is in middle school. And we all love sports, and we love to eat, and um, so... Yeah, I, I mean, it's um, we have a great time we all, when we all get together, and um, so we like to just always do things together, watch movies, and just and come to church and worship. <laughs> so you mentioned that uh, your wife is Becky Alcatar, who, as you alluded to, is the pastor of Journey Wholeness. Does it feel like she's just always journeying you, like at home? Does it seem like she always like comes back at you with, let's dig deeper into that, or let's talk more about that? Is it? Yeah, and it's funny thing because I was just telling somebody about how how I mean Becky and I um, we known each other since God I think like I was nine, so we known each other for like forty years. Wow. Yeah. So we grew up in church, went to Sunday school. Her uh, her grandma and her mom were like our Sunday school teachers. So yeah, we've been friends. You know, before we uh, we started liking each other and then we fell in love and hey let's get married right so here we are 26 years but yes sometimes it does feel like she is journeying us and and not just me but all the family sometimes but that's great that's how uh we just you know dig in into when we're eating dinner or lunch whatever you know whatever subjects on the table uh we just uh, start talking into it and digging into it and the kids got questions and it's great i mean it's great to have a um, you know, conversations like that. and But yeah, it seems like sometimes she is like journeying and I'm just like, okay, what's going on here? <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah. pastoring me right now. What did I do? <laughs> That's so yeah. good. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. All right, well, let's just jump into uh, Alan's message right now. We'll listen to that first soundbite. You can't tell me that that worship mentality. The, uh, uh, worship is simply this. What are you focused on? 
And a worship mentality gets you focused on something. And whatever it is, if it's any dimensionally different than focusing on the things of God, then we find ourselves shifted from our divine and purposeful life. You know, uh, right now, uh, this a message came on uh, the 2020 uh, um, divisional round playoffs. So uh, the Packers were playing the Rams. And so, like, Packers are top of mind for everybody if you're a, a football fan here in Green Bay anyway. And I, I feel like when we think about other things that people worship – Around here, anyway, I feel like Packers football is, is near the top of the list for a lot of people where they might, you know, skip church or they might skip, you know, I don't know, other stuff if there's if the Packers are on or if the Packers are playing. Do you know what I mean? But I don't feel yeah. like it's just limited to that. I feel like there's a bunch of stuff that we're equally – I don't even want to use the word addicted to, but that we're like we're invested in, that we're consumed by, that isn't necessarily the Packers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you're right when you say consumed by and addicted to. It's like, yeah, it's like we need – we need that, and if I don't watch my, um, and I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm a big football fan. I I love the Packers, and uh, and growing up, it was, it was always watching football after church, uh, you know. But yeah, it always seems like if I don't get that um, to watch that game, if I don't get that, like in my system, kind of like is it's like a, um, uh, like I need that to to survive or to yeah. to go through my day. If I don't watch this, if I don't do this, then I'm not going to function well. And that's kind of like when he's talking about the, the focus, right, the mentality. And it's something that's like, uh, like what are we focusing on? What are the things that we focus on, like on our health and just like, you know, those things that sometimes are like, hey, like this year, 2021, I am finally going to get healthy, right? Yeah. And so that's like our focus. That's our goal. But then there's this 1% that he talks about, a uh, 1% or 2% that, that will shift us away from that goal. And that's kind of like in, in our worship, you know, whatever we're like, this year I'm giving my life, I'm going to worship God. But then there's a shift that happens, something happens in, in our lives and all of a sudden we get derailed yeah, and then we end up not worshiping or not trusting Jesus and we end up going a different way than what God wanted us to go. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Because, you, know, you know, we were talking last night at Life Church downtown and we were talking about this this very talk about how sometimes we find ourselves separated from God, even though we didn't. It wasn't like an intentional thing, but mm-hmm. like we sometimes, like you had alluded to, we we go off by a degree, right? Our mm-hmm. navigation is off by a degree, and so it seems like a small thing. Like I'm just going to differentiate from God and my worship and my life with Him in just a little small way. But the longer you stay one degree off, the further away from course you are like you get further and further away and then you look around like god's not there like why is god so far away from me it's like you were a degree off from the start Mm -hmm. and so now that one degree off but 10 miles down the road is a really long way right and so you're way off course and so this idea about even being just a little bit off a degree or two is enough to make a huge difference and god's never god's never going to move off of it later in his sermon Alan talks about truth and how like that's a different that's a little bit different from being honest that the truth is the truth it's an absolute thing and God yeah. is absolute truth and so God can't deviate mm-hmm. from his truth so true north is true north as far as God's concerned right? right so if we're just a degree off from truth 
from God's truth, which is an absolute, then that's how we end up far from him. And he's not the one that moved. No, and it's so true because um, God never changes, right? And the scripture says that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So it, right. God's always there. And it's us that we just kind of derail that 1%, 2%, whatever. And we end up, like you're saying, we end up farther away. It's like kind of being at sea, right? You just imagine being at you're you're going one way and all of a sudden you you just lost focus or you derailed away from your destination and you're lost and now you're being tossed like the scripture says you're being tossed like the waves and um, yes there's a scripture right that talks yeah. about that. Yes, <laughs> for sure. like you're being tossed yep. and that's how uh, um, our lives sometimes are with without our worship focusing on on who deserves our worship and that is God that is Jesus yeah. Yeah, and so I feel like when, when Alan is talking about good worship, you know, of God, and then the worship that we sometimes find ourselves doing of other things, it's those things that push us off course that by a degree or two. Like we're like, you know what? Like I'm just gonna like, sure, I'll get to church this month, but for these next couple of weeks, the Packers are playing in the championships, and so like I'm just gonna skip church. And that, not that it's all about church, but like, mm-hmm. what else are we skipping in our lives? Are we, you know, skipping our Bible time in the morning, or our prayer time, or our time with Jesus friends? And what else are we skipping? So, because we're pursuing other worships, worships of our work, or worships of our fitness, or worships of our whatever, right? Like, what are we, what are we putting aside? And it's those small degrees. We think it's no big deal, but collectively, they're a huge deal. And if you do it over time, then they're a ginormous deal. Yeah, yeah. But I've come to tell you something: that while many of us have lost our focus and, and gotten off track. Worship is a lifestyle choice, and we can choose at any moment that we're going to worship and entertain the things of God. It's not just songs, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. No, worship is a life, a life well-lived, a life that says this, I'm going to live in such a way that people around me know that there's a God because I'm living in a way that shows it. There was a while ago when I was trying to figure out my faith, and so I asked my brother, because I was confused about, like, Calvinism and Arminianism, Arminium, Armini, or being I'm not even going to try. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) So, like, I I couldn't figure out what we were, right? I couldn't figure out how do I define myself if I have to put a label on it. And he said, well, Scott, I'm pretty sure that I believe that we're evangelists. Not evangelists, we're evangelical, right? Evangelist is someone that goes from church to church, town to town. So, but we're evangelical that's the word so and which means that you know broken down in its simplest way is that you you know that you believe everything that we believe about Jesus that we believe uh, the truth in the in the gospel and that we want to share that gospel and that good news with everybody that we can right that's part of what makes us evangelical and like I'm really lousy at just approaching someone and asking them if they know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, if they died today, would they go to heaven or would they go to hell? Like, I'm, I can't do that part. But I feel like one thing that I'm really good at is I'm really quick to point to Jesus and how I live, right? So, like, if anyone ever says, well, you're so this, or I can't believe you're, I admire this, or you think you're great because of this, and, like, right away, I'm like, yeah, that's all Jesus. Like, that, <laughs> yeah. the, you know, the blessings come from Jesus, the motivation comes from Jesus, the grace comes from Jesus, the finishing comes from Jesus. Like, I'm a, not a closer, but <laughs> Jesus is a closer in my life. And so, like, I, I really love that idea of how worship, we worship, we should live worship in such a way that, like he says, is not just singing, but it's living in such a way that people are like, what does that guy have? I want some of what that guy has. Right. It's it, like 
Pastor Allen is talking about this lifestyle, and it is. I mean, we're, there, there is, there's so many styles out there that sometimes we want to put on that jacket of that style. We want to try that jacket. We want to do this. And sometimes it doesn't, like, you know, Scott, sometimes when you look at people and you're like, I don't know about that guy wearing those pants. I don't know yeah, about yeah. that guy wearing, or, you know, there's that style that sometimes it doesn't fit, but people try to and they force themselves and they end up kind of maybe just either failing. And uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is that what style, because sometimes when you're out there and there's people come and they ask you questions from their lifestyles because they know that you are different. So you, when you answer or sometimes when I answer is I'm just answering Jesus' way. This is the way I grew up. This is the way that uh, I was taught in church. And this is the way who, because I grew up in a pastor's house. So this is the way. And so I, this is how I answer. I keep saying this is the way, right? Jesus is the way. Um, but it is it's a lifestyle. So what lifestyle are we as Christians, as Jesus people, we're living and we're telling the story, right? Because at the end of the day, what story do we want them to to remember us by? Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I, I mean, like we. I feel like I love where you're headed because I feel like people are gonna people who don't know Jesus are gonna define Jesus by how they see Jesus in us. And so, if they only see from us like some sort of piety, some sort of mm-hmm. like. I'm super going to church guy. I'm super, you know, I don't drink and I don't smoke and I don't swear guy. I'm super mm-hmm. like all these things that like we think are what make us Christian. And like, I feel like Jesus is really clear. Like, listen, no one's going <laughs> to think anything about what you're wearing or what you're eating or what you're putting into your mouth. No one's going to, that doesn't, people will know you're Christian by your love. And yeah. so I feel like if people are looking to me to define Christ, I need to like live as much like him as possible, meaning I need to love like he loved. Yes. Love people regardless of where they came from, what color their skin was, what part of society they were from. Like that's who I need to love. Like and I don't need to worry about what my fellow Christians think about who I'm loving. I need to worry about what non-believers think about who I'm loving. Yes. And that that is so true, right? And we all have heard that quote that someone says that uh, that people are when they see us or they're that we are the Bible that they're going to read because yes. there's people, right? There's yeah. something, some, something yeah. like that. D.L. Moody quote, yes. Yes, yep. yes. And, and so it, it is, it's like, it's your integrity, it is your, I mean, um, it's how we, like wherever we go, wherever we go, we are representing uh, Jesus. Wherever we go, where we are his, uh, his words, his, uh, his love, his peace. And I, I guess it's what, lifestyle, you know, as, as Pastor Allen is what kind of worship, what kind of worship lifestyle are you living? Right. It's, is it a, um, um, what is that, that he says? Uh, I mean, it's, you know, integrity, there's love, there's peace. I mean, that, all that has to come out of, of, of worship and not just, you know, our integrity when we are, um, that goes a long way in how we love and, and yeah. what kind of peace, do we have every time that we speak? What words are we using, right? Yeah. I mean, what words are we using? Yeah, uh, yeah for sure. Because I feel like sometimes, when, like when I, because we both grew up in like churchy kind of houses, right? Like we both yes. kind of grew up that way. And so when people would tell me you got to live like Jesus so that people see Jesus, I always thought, like I said, that that meant that 
you know, that I keep my nose clean and that I live a righteous life. It, no one ever told me that, okay, that's part of it, sure, right? You shouldn't be, you know, something. But, like, yeah. you for sure should be loving and you should be kind and you should be giving and you should be, you know what I mean, like self-sacrificing. No one told me that that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, because I, I think about the quote, you talked about the D.L. Moody quote that says, out of 100 people, one person will read the Bible and 99 will read the Christian, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like... But if we're, like, being exclusive in our Christianity, if we're being, like, we're trying to separate ourselves from everybody in our faith, that's not that's not a welcoming message. Like, so, like I, you know, like, it's not my, I'm, listen, I love you. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care. Right. Like, I've got my yeah. own sin. Mm-hmm. I'm not consumed with your sin. So, if you know, if you're, like, big party person, <laughs> that's fine, dude. I still love you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, and that's. Uh, you look in, in the Gospels, and, and that's where Jesus was. I mean, he was hanging out in the streets, right, talking to yeah. those who were um, being excluded or put aside by by the religion of during of that time. And here you have Jesus walking in and just talking to the the dirtiest of sinners, right? And I think that's how I want to be to that it doesn't matter how big your sin is or what you went through is that hey i i'm here to help you i i'm here to 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 lead you to jesus to 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 walk with you in this journey and like like you scott are saying is like man it, it like i love you right like yeah man. yeah that's it and so, like, I'm, I'm going to love you enough to love you, and yeah. I'm going to love you even more enough to not leave you where you're at. Yes. But I'm not yeah. just going to say you're wrong and you got to fix it. I'm going to say, let's fix this together. Right. right? right. Let me tell you about my crap, too, because mm-hmm. I've got my own crap. Mm-hmm. So let's just work on our craps together. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Something, Something like that. <laughs> Was made of gold. Don't we today find ourselves bowing to gold? Some of us would say, you know what, I've got to work, I've got to take this job. I don't have time to to spend with my family on the broadcast, or or I don't have time to spend with my family at Life Church. I've got to work. Gold sometimes gets a hold of us, doesn't it? And it corrupts the integrity of the hierarchy of importance in our life to, to the point where we'd rather work and fellowship and hang out with people who love us and love God, it's a mistake. Yeah, I mean, work over worship. Like what a, you know, when we were, I mean, Ruben's not quite as old as I am, but I feel like when we were kids, like Sundays were just Sundays when we were kids, you know, like hardly anything was open. Right, like I feel like we were on the tail end of that kind of traditional way, and I'm not saying, well, we should go back to the old days. I'm not saying that, but I just know for sure that there weren't like soccer tournaments on Sundays, and right. there weren't, you know, softball tournaments, and there wasn't like every place is open that could be open was open. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, people had to work, and so <clears throat> not not that you can only worship on Sunday, but it's just like I feel like. Our worship, our faith has kind of got put to the back burner because there's other pursuits. There's, you know, bigger things that we could be pursuing, including, you know, 
gold icons, right? Like they, and they might not always look like Nebuchadnezzar. Sometimes they look like, you know, a $75,000 bass boat, like with a big 300 horsepower Honda motor on the back. Or, you know, they look, they look different, but we're still chasing gold to make these icons. Yeah, and it is kind of like you're saying, um, Sunday's back, as I remember as a kid, Sunday was, okay, it is church. It, for us, it was church all day on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it was, and, and I'm not saying that I want to go back to that, like all <laughs> you know, Sunday, Sundays uh, all day at church. But it, it's kind of, yeah, this is a, a this one hit, you know, because, um, wow, like gold, what gold are we, you know, working gold? It, it, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I remember, um, there's this quote, right, that everyone says that and trying to keep up with the Jones. But, yeah. I mean, me growing up in, in, in the hood or not in the hood, but, you know, just growing up, there was no Jones. You know, there, <laughs> there was no Jones. But there was somebody there who had something better than you and you wanted to pursue. Like uh, the other kid had a brand new basketball and you wanted that. I'm like, oh, like that would be awesome to just have a brand new basketball or a bike, even that. But those things... Uh, those are the, um, that's the gold that God talks about or Jesus says that those are the, the temporal, right? The temporal things, yeah. right? And it's uh, because I think Pastor Allen talks about it. It corrupts our integrity, right? Gold is attractive. It is shiny, right? And, and, and so what are the shiny things that sometimes that we want to pursue because... We just want that, and we're gonna work, and we're gonna work, and and, and don't get me wrong. I, I mean, working you need to work, right? We all need to work to to pay our bills, right? right. And, and and to um, give our tithes to the Lord, right? <laughs> um, but I, I, it's like what what are the things that are important, right? Uh, I think he says these things about uh, that integrity corrupts our hierarchy. Mm, like, yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. And so it like and so that it disrupts that it puts it upends it 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 uh, shakes it so it all falls out of place and so like this hierarchy of our life like what should be important sometimes falls down and becomes less important our faith our family our friends become less important as we pursue you know these other things right because you know what I just feel like a new bass boat's really super duper important I really feel like. You know, I don't know, this title is really, really important. I really mm -hmm. feel like my feelings and making sure I get what I want are really, really important. And so much so that the shakes the hierarchy, like the what should be number yeah. one, two, and three, now become, I don't know, six, seven, eight, right? Yeah. Maybe eight, nine, ten. <laughs> right? So that's so I feel like that's the hierarchy that gets disrupted when we lose the integrity of yeah. what we should be worshiping. And you're using this word shake. Yeah, and it's so true, like, um, that... Uh, I mean, it's not, uh, let me see what, I, what I'm trying to say here is that because you're always working and sometimes you lose that focus, right? We're going back to the focus or you lose the focus of what's important in your life, right? Uh, uh, like uh, marriage or, or spending time with kids. And all of a sudden you, you feel like I want to work, work to provide for my family, but sometimes it's not being, it, it's not all about how much, how big your bank account is, right? Yeah. Uh, it's sometimes it's like how much are you putting into your kids or that time, and so sometimes chasing after that gold will shake our our um, our relationships with our spouse, our relationship with our kids, our relationship with our friends, and and of course most of all it will shake our relationship with 
with God, right? Because we're chasing into this uh, this this gold statue that we like. I need to have it, but uh, it's it's not all about that. I you know, but but God gives us a chance, right? And 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 I and I think when um, Nebuchadnezzar talks about when he tells them. When he tells those those three young men in, in scripture, what were their names? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yep. right? And they did not bow, they didn't worship. But then he gives them another chance, right? And I think those are sometimes those chances that we get. Either we have to be careful and um, be mindful. And what is that word that I'm that spiritual word I'm looking for? Uh, we have to be careful. What are the chances that that we're that we're taking, are they from God, mm. right? Or yep. are they from the Nebuchadnezzar's of the yeah, world, right? Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yep, I do know what you mean. So, yeah. No, I love that. I And I was thinking while you were talking, because, I mean, sometimes we think about this this gold statue of Nebuchadnezzar, and we think about the material, mm-hmm. right, of the statue, this gold, we're chasing gold statues. But, you know, for Nebuchadnezzar, you know, the other part of that— I mean, in fact, the bigger part of that was the fact that he had an ego issue, right? Like, yeah. I'm going to build this 90-foot statue to myself. That's crazy, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it wasn't like he built it of a big calf or, a, I don't know, elephant or something. Like, he built it to himself. <laughs> yeah. Like, he wanted people to worship him. And sometimes that's what we're pursuing, too. Sometimes that's the worship that we're trying to get mm. is we want not the material thing, but we're chasing sort of this emotional ego thing where I, I need to feel better about myself. Or I need to forget about, like, the bad things that I've done or the things that I think that I'm lacking. And so I'm going to try to build myself up in such a way or do the things that make me feel like I'm built up. Yeah. And like, and that can be a, a, a poor pursuit, right? A, a erroneous pursuit. If we're trying to like, if we're putting ourselves first, that still drops people down in the hierarchy, right? If I put sure. myself before God and before family, before my friends, you know, if I put myself before all that, like I don't, like, and I'm not talking about like taking care of yourself. That's a different thing, right? right. So like self-care yeah. is really, really important. Don't hear yes, me say is. that. Yeah. But, I'm, hmm. but what I'm saying is that sometimes we like, to the detriment of others, we'll put ourselves first. And I feel like that can be a problem as well. Like that kind of worship can be a problem as well. When people ask you why, they say, listen, why do you do the things you do? There's things I do and, and, and they're not necessarily right, but the things you do, you seem to always choose the right path. Why? What you have to do is get Jesus out of your mouth as quickly as possible because worship is not just a song, it's a life. And when that life is lived, it causes questions. And when the questions are asked, tell them the truth. Don't just be honest. I know that sounds like semantics, but it's not. Honesty is how I feel, okay? Maybe I don't feel good today. Maybe I'm kind of sick today. Maybe my my have heartburn. Maybe I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, whatever. That's honest, but the truth, the truth doesn't change. So when I tell the truth, when I go zero to Jesus, I'm getting the truth into their life as quickly as possible. Jesus said this in scripture, I am the way, the truth, and the light. I feel like we talked about all of that <laughs> already in this episode yeah, because I, I guess we were jumping ahead and we didn't even know mm-hmm. it but this zero to Jesus thing I love that a lot uh, because that goes back to the thing that we talked about how like that should be the first reason that we give for our blessing or mm-hmm. our fruit and so we were talking again uh, last night at uh, downtown we were talking about this idea of fruit and what that looks like in people's lives because Jesus talked about that when he said I'm, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have this down either, but like something about how good trees produce good fruit and bad trees produce bad fruit. 
So bad trees can't produce good fruit and good trees can't produce bad fruit. So you can always you can always tell what kind of tree is it is. Is it a good tree or a bad tree? By the fruit that it produces. And so when we look at other people, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, the, what this guy does or what this woman does. It's just mm-hmm. always like, you know, not that it's always like successful and she's a millionaire, right? But just like, it's always good, right? Yeah. And like, that's what we should, that's what we should be striving for in our life. That if we're always looking for producing something good, I feel like God will always bless that. And so like, and I feel like our, what we feel like we're pursuing changes because if we're, if we're just out for it for ourselves, we're going to pursue whatever it is that's going to make us happy or make us look good or make us rich, right? And so if that's all we're looking out for is us, then that's how we get, in, get into some of this bad fruit, good fruit kind of thing. But if all I'm pursuing is like godly things, like and he's, it's all over the Bible, right? Whatever right. is good, whatever is beautiful, whatever is something, like that whole bit or the fruit of the spirit, right? Goodness, peaceness, <laughs> kindness, Gentleness, gentleness, faithfulness, all those things, right? Yeah. You can look it up. It's in Galatians. Or, yeah, Galatians. Galatians. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so like if I'm always pursuing those things, they can't, they couldn't possibly bear bad fruit. Right. It's uh, the the fruit of the spirit, right? And it's kind of like we're chasing that. If I guess I had written down this this quote and, and it's, I think it's, I'm not sure if it's, but anyway, this quote is like, we are, we all are, I can't even talk. Like we are all where we are by our choices or by our decisions that we make, right? And it's, and it's that, it's like, okay, choosing the right path. Like we have chosen to go this way. So now we're, because of the decisions that we made. Um, so yeah, I, I guess the fruit of the spirit, like if we're always choosing the fruit of the spirit, it's like this presence, like this coating over us. And it's always going to be a blessing to others because we're choosing that fruit. And so when people, it's kind of like when people come in and ask you something and there's always good fruit because you know, people are always, if you if you're one of those persons that are always being sick or always being, uh, people are always coming up to you is because you have good fruit and people love being around you. People love to ask you because whatever you say to them, it's helping them in whatever part of their life that they're struggling. So that's, that's the good fruit that, that I think we all want to pursue, right? We all want to share. We all want to give that good fruit to those people who are, uh, uh, who are seeking that because yeah. maybe be, maybe because they didn't have uh, 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 no one showed them or taught yeah. them, yeah, you know yeah. how it was never modeled for them. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. So the quote, the first quote, was from uh, Philippians: "Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy." Think about such things. And so that's from Philippians uh, 4, 8, I think. And so, and I'm just thinking, I, if I not just think about those things, but I pursue those things, things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy, if I pursue that, you know, if I, if I, if I run everything I do through that filter, and if it doesn't make it through that filter, I'm not doing it, then, like, then I'm living that testimony, that zero to Jesus thing. Yeah. Like all the time. All yeah. the time. 
And so like I don't I don't I, I don't care what my bros think. Mm-hmm. I don't care what, you know, I don't know. Like I, I need to care what God thinks and what Jesus thinks. And they're telling me to do true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy things. And so that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, yeah, I love that because that's what you want to pursue, right? And just to be that, uh, to be a, a Jesus people, to be a Jesus man, a Jesus person to to those people who are uh, who are looking for for Jesus, right? Yeah, yeah. I want I want everyone. I want my kids to see that in me. I want my my wife to see that in me. I want my friends to see that in me. I want people I don't know to see that in me. Yeah. I want me to, I want I want to love in such a way and all those things in such a way that it doesn't make sense to someone that doesn't know me. Like what? Is, what's up with that guy? Weirdo. Right? Right. Yeah, because be there's there's this, Jesus. there's this presence. Why isn't it something when you see people walking into a room and there's this presence that they carry, whether it may be a Jesus presence or whether it may be uh, just how they carry themselves. But they yeah. are, they are so uh, they have this authority. Or they have this um, just. Uh, I mean, you 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 could probably name somebody in your family. It could be your dad. It could be an uncle. It could be a grandpa. Or it could be a pastor in your life. That some that every time that person walked, there was a presence that that person carried. Right, and and I think that's. That's the fruit of the Spirit. That's the fruit of the Spirit. But when the king looked into the fire, he saw them loose. He saw them walking. He said they don't look like they're hurt at all. And the fourth person in the fire looks like God, the Son of God. Historians and theologians, we believe that that was the pre-incarnate. That was Jesus before he was born of a virgin. That was the angelic presence of Jesus in the fire with these young men. Listen, I'm going to tell you something, man. Even if we get rejected by people because we're telling them the truth with love, Jesus will be with us in every trouble, in every problem, in every situation, in every issue we face. He won't leave us hanging because our worship brings a keen awareness to us of the presence of God. He is with us. And the the scripture even says this, that he's an ever-present help or even more present in our times of trouble. There's a couple of really good things there. But before we get into the content, I just want to say like this idea of um, Jesus being in the furnace, right? Like where Nebuchadnezzar says, it looks like the son of God. Like how would Nebuchadnezzar even have known what Jesus was supposed to look like or was going to look like? You know what I mean? And so I feel like oftentimes in the Bible, in the Old Testament, it talks about, and then the angel of the, and then the angel of the Lord or the angel of God came and blah, blah, blah. I feel like, I feel like every time that that's mentioned in the Bible, when, when God takes on a physical appearance, like an angel or a man, I feel like that's, you know, that was the Jesus thing. Like that, that was like, you know what I mean? So that's, ultimately what, you know, so when we talk about like what Jesus looked like or what, you know, I feel like when God makes himself physically present, I feel like that's what he did with Jesus, but that's also what he did in the Old Testament every time the angel of God came, you know what I mean? So like this guy that was in the furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like I feel like that was God incarnate. And so I love that idea because it kind of changes a lot of those stories. Like when, 
like when, gosh, who is it? Jacob or Judah or someone wrestles with the angel of God? Yeah, they, who? Yeah. I don't know. It's somebody. Anyway. Like Jacob. Yeah. yeah. Was it Jacob? I don't know. I feel like I yes, should know that. Yes, it was Jacob. Because yes. I feel like there's like a felt board somewhere with a little paper Jacob and a little yeah. paper angel fighting. Jacob. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was Jacob. There's this one Spanish song or a Christian Spanish song that we used to sing in church. And that's what I remember. <laughs> well, see, the yeah, song there worked. There you go. The song worked. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. I also love this idea that he talked about, about how God wants to be our ever-present help in time of need. And I feel like sometimes we... He's the last place that we look. You know, like we, we look everywhere else for help in our time of need, and he ends up being the last place that we look. And he's like, I'm right, I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, like, know? hello, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah. And like his, uh, his presence is so real. Just like, yeah, no, maybe to some of you, like, what? Well, this story about this, these three young men and this furnace, right? And I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's a Sunday school. It, it's one of those. Sunday school lessons that you were thought, taught when you yep. were in Sunday school. I remember this very well. Then, you know, as a kid, you're thinking like, wow, like in the furnace is flaming and, you know, whatever uh, you're, you're at, you know, as, like at an eight and 12 year old kid, your, your imagination just goes like, what? Like this, this furnace. But yeah, if being in that, in that furnace, those three young men, you know, they, they believe because before they, when they were told by Nebuchadnezzar, the king, like, hey, if you don't bow down to me, if you don't worship me, you're going to get tossed into this, to this furnace. And they said, we are, we're not doing it. And because you're not, you're not God, right? right? So they said, whether God saves us or not, we're going to take our chances in this furnace. Can you imagine? What would you do? What, I, what would I do? What would you do, Scott? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I mean, I want to say, well, yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. yeah right? Throw me in. Throw right? me in. Let's go in. Yeah. Like, you yeah. Know? But I mean, like, but then when I think for real about it, I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's really hot, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's really, <laughs> you know, I think about like, all, like any, anytime someone's martyred, I'm like, yeah, I do the same thing. But then I think, oh my gosh, like getting stretched out on a rack or being burned to death or being, I don't know. Yeah. And, and it's that, it's that fear again. Right, is that fear that sometimes is that 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 fire fear, or I was trying to come up with this quote, but it's sometimes there's this God thing that God has called us to do, but then we're we're afraid. But when we get when we say, you know what, I'm gonna jump and do this, right? And all of a sudden, you you feel the presence of God is right there. It's kind of like God is right there all the time. He's never yeah. left us. He's never left you. Whatever trial, whatever furnace you've find yourself in God is there and 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 is what Pastor Scott was saying I mean why is Jesus why is God why are we always going to him at the last very minute I mean he's right there waiting for us to just call upon him and that's that is worship when we call upon him that is part of our worship calling on to God and is seeking because without Without Jesus, I don't know where I would be. I don't know where my marriage would be. I don't know where. Without Jesus, I think I wouldn't met you, Scott. Mm, yeah. You know? Yep. And, and I mean, it's those things that, that, I mean, what are the things that, um, what are the furnaces that has kept us from really giving our lives to Jesus? Yeah. You know, what furnace are we in to, and God is right there and just saying, just reach out to me. Just yeah. reach out to me. Just call upon me. That's, that's worship. Right. 
Yeah, we're, we're too scared to go in, but but that that fear is keeping us from knowing him fully. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like we never get a chance to we never get a chance to experience his faithfulness, his ever-present help. If we never step out because of fear, we'll never know who he can be for us. Right. And so and sometimes he's even been that in the past and then we we didn't yes. recognize it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like there was this uh, a friend of mine from uh, downtown last night was just talking about like he's just so strong and he just can't believe how hard life is and right and he's been through mm-hmm. a hell like that yeah. kid's been through a hell you know but I'm like listen you're sitting right here right now yeah how many pieces or portions or chapters of hell has God seen you through already why right. would he not get you through this one yeah you know what I mean like you've been through the worst like yeah. of course he's gonna get you through this. I need a job or I need an apartment or I need a, but we get, sometimes we get our troubles so close to our face. We get so consumed by it, so fixated on it that we lose perspective that everything, if we, if we hold it so close to our face, nothing is bigger than that, right? Like if it's right next to our face, certainly God's not bigger than that. Mm -hmm. But if we could just pull it away for a second and put it in context of God and what God has already done in our lives, we're like, oh, I mean, this is going to suck for a second, (laughs) but it's going to be fine in the end. Yes. Yes. And, 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 the scripture there, if you if you read the uh, the story of that's in Daniel chapter, yes, Daniel chapter three, and at the end of the story, when he, whenever Kadashir sees the the fourth man in that furnace, right? When yep. he sees the fourth man in that furnace, the the Bible says that the story continues and says that they bring well before that they says the flames. Check this out. I was looking at it and it says that the flames went up above the furnace like forty nine cubit cubit. So that's like. 80 feet. Yeah. Check this out, Scott. The statue was 90 feet, and the flames went 80 feet above the... That's how hot the flames yeah. were coming out. Yeah. But they say that the flames were coming out. Like, just imagine, like, this big furnace right? flame, this, like right. this big bonfire. But it says that the flames came out, and it was like this, the presence, because that was the presence of God in there. It was kind of... Pushing out the fire out, yeah, displacing, uh, yeah, displacing yeah. it, casting it out. Now it was burning or it was consuming. Better word, it was consuming the 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 things that were trying to consume these three young men. Right. And I think for ourselves in life, I think sometimes when we were like, we're gonna, I'm going all in on this. I'm going. God is calling me to do this, or just not even not a big thing, not to go plant a church. Or, I'm not talking about that, but it's just like sitting there when Pastor Sean, when when he says, you know, who is going to give their lives to Christ, right? Who's going to give their Jesus life? Just right there when you're like, make that decision and you give your life to Jesus. All of a sudden, you're in, you're in that fire now with Jesus. Now Jesus is walking with you in this journey. And just because the scripture in that story, Nebuchadnezzar, it says now that fire from the furnace started consuming the things outside of the furnace. And I think when we're in our lives, we're walking with Jesus. Now that fire, that, that whatever trial, whatever tribulation, whatever thing's been, you know, haunting you from when you were a kid or whatever fire that's been burning in you now with Jesus in your life, in your presence, all of a sudden that fire will, will consume, will start consuming the things outside that were trying to consume your life, yeah, yeah. right? Yep. And because... Now Jesus is walking with you, and that's why, that's why when you talk to Jesus' people, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, 
look at you went through this 2020 like nothing happened because why because we were walking with Jesus um, and the things that were trying to consume us in that furnace whatever fire you were in it was consuming it consumes the other things that were trying to consume you right yeah so like he he displaces yes right like what's what's trying to attack us? What's trying yes. to burn us? What's trying yeah. to consume us? Right? Like he displaces it, and it's not it's not to say. And I don't think you're saying that like we never have any trouble, right? Right? No, but I'm we, not saying that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we've always got someone that's like going before us and walking alongside us and is behind us. Like I feel like like I need a dude like that. Like I need a bro <laughs> like that. That's yeah. like always got my six, but he's got my twelve, and he's got my three. Right? Like I feel yeah. like a, and a nine. So like I feel <laughs> like they, I go. I need a guy like that. I need yeah. a friend like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's always with me, right? And never more than when I'm in need. And so again, it doesn't like he's gonna make the our problems evaporate, but he's gonna show us a way through. Yes. You know what I mean? And sometimes sometimes it's not gonna look like we want it to look, right? But it's always gonna end up being better than we wanted it to look. Right. right. Even and, if it's different. Yes. And it, I mean and 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 scripture says that just I have overcome the world, right? I have overcome the tribulations. He goes, you're going to have troubles. You're going to have, but he said, I have overcome it. So why can't we stand on those words of Jesus and say, okay, like, yes, it's it's going to be tough. Yeah, there's going to be some pains. There's going to be some struggles. But you know what? I'm... Jesus has overcome this. And, and it's showing... God will show you a way through the furnace of your life, through that fire. Yeah. Right? So good. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, we're out of sound clips. This wow. is really good, Ruben. You, I, you were really great. I enjoyed this very much. Did you get through all your notes? Is there anything else you wanted to preach about? Nope, I think that's it. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I had one more thing, but no. I was like, I don't know if that goes with it, but um, yeah. You know what I was thinking about? the Because Scripture and I, I was kind of like getting, uh, when he talks about like the flames, the Scripture talks about the flames, they say it was like like a wind, right? Mm. There was yep. this wind that came out and blew out the flames out. Right. You know, and it started consuming the things outside. And it, So I was thinking like the day of Pentecost. And the mm. day of Pentecost, yep. true. you know, that it said there was a mighty rushing wind. There was yep. this wind. There was this flames on the people's head. Right. Right. And I don't know what that, what that meant but i was just like there's wherever this fire in scripture god was there right when yep. moses gets called and he's talking to a burning bush yep, <laughs> yep. and then when, like, and then when he leads moses out of egypt into the wilderness yeah. it's by you know a flame a at flame. night right or a cloud of smoke during the day yeah and then like when they get to the red sea he displaces, he displaces the water yeah. you know what i mean to provide yeah. a way through i mean mm-hmm. come on you guys yeah what are you guys waiting on <laughs> anyway yeah Hey, thanks, thanks for joining us for this episode of Chew on That. We hope you, that you enjoyed it. If you feel like someone else that you know and love could benefit from these words, please share this podcast with them. Subscribe uh, to Chew on That on all your favorite podcast channels and rate us. Because if you rate us, then more people will know about us. And we can't think of a better way uh, to spread the good news of Jesus and bring his life-giving message to them. So once again, Ruben, thanks for joining us. I hope you can come back again another time because that'd be We'd fantastic. We'd love to. In the meantime, uh, I'll talk to you again later.